What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a very exciting episode of Watch from Mercury. This is a Mobile Suit Gundam Witch from Mercury watch along podcast. Spoilers, everything uh, Witch from Mercury up to episode thir- 14. I am your host, Maxim. I am your host, Alex. And I like that we, it's like, in a very special episode of Witch from Mercury, they learn that doing drugs are bad, but also, <laughs> <laughs> maybe clones? Uh,. Yeah, this one was crazy. Uh, guys, uh, before we get going to the episode, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, you'll get a, another episode from us every month where we, we review a Gundam movie. Uh, it's patreon.com slash watchfrommercury. And you also get to support your local fun podcast creators. You know how this is. Your um, friendly neighborhood hyper-specific anime podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you get to support people who are creating content in a niche so thin that every single person I've told about this show in real life has been like, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> That's the reviews we put on the website. Maxim's grandma <laughs> says, that's nice, sweetie. And uh... Five-star review, huh? <laughs> but yeah, so guys, patreon.com slash watch for Mercury. Go support us and get some extra content. What um, are we watching this month? It- uh, I think we're watching Reconquista and G. We're going to watch the first movie. So we'll see how yes. that goes. Um, we'll keep you posted on that one, guys. Um, but yeah, uh, the other thing is we got some listener mail that we're going to read at the end of this episode. We'll read ep- we'll, we read listener mail at the beginning if it doesn't spoil what happens this episode. And I read at the end if it's about this episode. But if you have anything you want to say to us, anything we miss, anything you want to say, send us an email at watchfrommercury at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, just send us whatever you want. We'll read it. Keep it short. Uh, please, for the love of God, keep it short. Um, <laughs> <laughs> keep it quick. But guys, uh, we're going to get into the episodes. This is episode 14, What They Wish For. All right, Alex, what's, what's the vibe here? <laughs> so... Sometimes I see an episode of television, particularly anime, that is so crazy, my instinct is to go, I need to find a podcast breakdown of this right away. And I went <laughs> to go do that, and I went, hang on a second, that's my job. I'm <laughs> literally paid... Uh, yeah, do, do, I, do I need my show right now? I'm literally paid to do that. So I was like, alright, I guess I'll just watch it again, take some notes, because... Uh, this is a physician heal thyself situation. So <laughs> it was Dude. crazy. It was yeah. It was when it wasn't changing the game of the entire show. It was a twenty way robot fight. It was crazy yeah. <laughs> every second for different reasons. Yeah, it, like the the early seasons, right? Or the fir- the early episodes of the first season are like a fight every other episode. It's either a fight episode or a plot episode. And this one is a plot episode overlaid with a fight. This is this was like season finale caliber of an episode. And it, it was truly crazy. Kind of blew my mind that we got cuz you know we we've been talking for a while about like okay, when are we going to get the answers to these questions? Have we made up these questions in our fan community and we're just driving ourselves crazy? But this is episode 2 of of the new season and we got answers. And yeah. Frankly, Mama Mercury needs another Char mask over that one she's already got because she's a psycho. <laughs> Dude, I was <laughs> we thinking like, about I think, that. I think Shattuck is the is the Char of this, and now I'm like, nah, he can sit back down. <laughs> it's, fucking, <laughs> it's Mama Mercury. 
dude, I was walking home to after my mic to come record this, and I was thinking, I was like, we are two episodes into the rest of the season. Like, yeah. we have probably ten more episodes of whatever comes after this, which is crazy. You know, it's like we had the season finale, which made the stakes go super real, and then like, oh, now it's a real war. We have one episode where we're back, we're at school, we're a little bit business as usual, some a little bit of shakeup. Episode two, boom, another real combat, real stakes, jumping right back yeah. into it. Hey, do, do you all want a little surprise finale in your episode two? Yes, I do. Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> yes, I do, please. It was so good. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, so basically, the episode begins where the post-credits from last episode... Uh, left off where uh prospera is telling Mirina to take over quiet zero but Mirina says hell no i won't be a substitute for my lousy father um prospera tells Mirina that her mother notret rembrandt was actually the originator of the quiet zero program uh prospera basically explains that quiet zero uses the gun format data storms to control any system via permit links um which first 30 seconds of the episode my note literally says we were right bitches <laughs> <laughs> so quiet zero is the thing that goes into the back door of any permit controlled gundam type device yep and so, also i I won't say spoilers as to why, but the mom being responsible for it, and we don't know how, but in at least in part, gave me big Evangelion vibes. I won't say why, because mm. you haven't seen it, but I was like, oh, oh, this mom we've heard so much about maybe wasn't just a bystander. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, um, lady yeah. evil scientists. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Char clone has been dead for what we assume is like 10 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. Um, uh, Prospera explains that Ariel is the trigger for Quiet Zero. Uh, Miorina asks, she's like, does my father want me to become a god? And Prospera goes, yes, a most arrogant god. Um, Prospera sympathizes I also, with... I also love that she was kind of like, oh, do you think my daughter was just like that good at dueling? <laughs> there's fucking there's yeah. other forces at work she's good she ain't destroy the entire school good what are you yeah. talking about uh yeah so prospera sympathizes with delling's goals which is a world without war prospera decided to help delling with this and that's the whole reason why she sent soletta to the school Mirina calls her out for using soletta for her own means and prospera says the child dreamed of school, which is so cold. <laughs> you know, it's it's a there's a time in every mother's life when they refer to their child as the child. And it's just <laughs> it's a great it's always followed by something good and not evil. So, yeah, <laughs> the child dreamt and I made it a reality. The Ooh. child yearns for the mobile suit. The child yearns for her permit score to increase into quiet zero. <laughs> what are you uh, the talking about? Title, the episode title is now The Children Yearn for Permit. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Uh, Here we go. But yeah, uh, she explains she's like, as long as Soletta fights in duels, she won't be killed. So she's like, yeah, she's in school. She's a pawn, but she's not going to die, basically. 
Um, it was, a, it was explained- a weird line, though, because like, as long as she keeps fighting, she won't die. Does that mean like as long as she's fighting, but they're in controlled environments? I wasn't quite sure what yeah. to take away from that line. It was that one. It was that one. Uh, okay, so as the long emphasis is like, as long as she duel. fights in duels, then she'll, she'll, yeah. she won't die. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, uh, Prospera explains that the school is the perfect testing ground for Ariel's optimization. No shit. Uh, Prospera says everything was going fine until planet Queso was attacked. Um, unless Delling awakens, they can't proceed with Quiet Zero, which we don't know why. I'm assuming he has some type of he has some type of crypto Bitcoin key memorized in his head to activate. <laughs> his Coinbase has mad secrets in it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Quiet Zero is also hidden from the rest of the Benerit group. They don't know about it. And um, the scene ends with Prospera saying, we cannot allow your father's greatest wish to be thwarted. And my sure, note just sure, says... Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> my, my note says, Jesus Christ, what a dense two minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this, epi- beginning. this episode is... Dense, I think, is the perfect word. It's be- and it, but I don't mean that as a negative. I don't mean like, oh, there's too much happening. I mean, every single second of this episode matters. And it knows yeah. it matters, and we know it matters. Like, it's so much information, and we're all better for it. I think this might be the, my favorite episode just yet. I'll throw that out right now as we continue. But Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. I think a lot of the... <sighs> This one's fucking sick. The the fight the fight scenes in this one, except for like the final one, were kind of like so so for the most part. There were some cool little moments. I think a lot of the earlier like one on one battles were way cool, way sicker. Great, great stuff. But this episode, like beat by beat, is just so jam packed with goodness. Yeah, um, which is when my that's my particular fla- favorite flavor of Gundam. It's like we are in a laser robot battle, and we're but the real battle is with political wills, and we're yep. doing it at the same time. <laughs> yep, I, uh, I I I'm working on a joke right now that essentially goes: uh, I have an anime review podcast, uh, and uh, what that may basically is, it's basically like a book club for people who will only read if there's a fight scene happening behind it, mm-hmm. <laughs> behind the words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, just, okay. just speaking very, very, uh, very quickly about comedy. Um, the last time I saw you do a set, you said the word cuck like three times. I was like, did I cuck pill Maxim? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember, dude. I just. It was like in five my... minutes, you dropped it like a few different times. I was like, I think I did that. <laughs> That's not a word I usually drop on stage. I just I, I feel like my my Tuesday mic has gotten a little. I'm just like letting fly. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I just show up, rattle off a bunch of half-baked ideas, and then we're in business. <laughs> What's cucking cucks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 So, intro music, and then uh, the episode starts with the Open Campus Festival. Uh, we see some people looking at the gunned legs, uh, and then they gag. And uh, I guess they gagged because Lilik offered them some goat milk, and they, the people like like gag and run off like they're gonna throw up i thought they were gonna throw up because they saw the legs and they were like "Ooh, <laughs> what is that what cronenbergian horror yeah i'm guessing the goats just smell real bad but is it, it it is kind of a strange quirk of the show that it's all about female empowerment and robots and and capitalism yet it won't let go of this running gag about goats smelling bad it's yeah. it's been on for like 10 episodes now they keep going back to it 
They just love also... barnyard, your barnyard animal jokes. I'm not <laughs> mad about it. It's just a thing I noticed. But I, I will add to this, though, that um, when we watch Zero Eight, the MS team, they the in the second episode they get down to Earth and everyone all the space all the space noids in that universe are like wow it stinks it smells so bad down here because they all live in colonies where the air is circulated and clean and filtered so this might yeah. be something like that like these are all spacians okay. so they see a goat and it's just like Ooh. like I don't know everybody yeah. poops they smell their own poop sometimes you know it's <laughs> there's no way they especially that, in that space because you got nothing else to do. Yeah. So anyway, they like throw up. Do weird shit. Yeah. (laughs) So they like get sick and they run off. Nuno says he knew the goat milk wouldn't sell, and then Aaliyah, 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 sorry, just doing her thing, just doesn't even look up and goes, "They don't know what they're missing," (laughs) which I like. (laughs) Um, Nika told everyone that she. uh, I guess they're discussing like, "Where's Nika? What's going on?" Blah blah blah. Uh, Nika told everyone she had an accident while working on the Fair Act, uh, and they the students are complaining that Nika basically doesn't tell the other students anything about her or what's going on. Uh, out at the greenhouse, we see Saleta and Nika sitting outside. Uh, Saleta asks Nika about Noria and Sophie. Nika tells Saleta that she's an orphan, just like Noria and Sophie, and she always dreamed of going to school. And then when she had learned it was Saleta's first time at school, Nika thought that they were the same. Uh, Nika apologizes for projecting on Saleta. And then Nika tells Saleta she's going to handle everything. And she walks off. I thought it was interesting that she drops a line about like, I don't have memory of parents or family. All I remember, my first memory is putting things together in a factory. I was like, oh, Earth's a sweatshop. Fuck. That's oh, terrible. No wonder they yeah. all want out. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I kind of glossed over that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm reading a book that involves child labor in it in, in that his, historical period. So, like, that mm-hmm. jumped out at me very hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Saleta leaves the greenhouse. House. She is walking down the path. Elon 5 is waiting for her. Uh, he's basically the bridge troll of the path to the greenhouse. Uh, and he he just he's always in this path, dude. He's always hanging out there. He reminds mm-hmm. me my notes say he reminds me of uh, Cartman in the South Park Console Wars episode, uh, which is like a Game of Thrones spoof where he's always having people walk in the garden with him. Uh, so that's, yes. that's my note. Very niche. But <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, he and and uh, I can't remember her name. The whatever the goth one is. Noria. Ju- they've Noria. They've become emo rivals where they're just trying to like out Sasuke each other, and it's really fun yeah. to watch. <laughs> yeah. So Elon is waiting for Saleta. He walks over to her, gets super close, and puts his hand around her lower back, and he's like, mm. "I want to know why you're avoiding me." Uh, gee, I wonder, pal. Um, and then he goes, yeah. you wanted to kn- you were the one who wanted to know more about me. Now I want you to give me a real sign of your own affection. <laughs> Come on. Um, so right that moment, uh, he gets hit on the head with a harrow um, and it, he turns around and it's Sophie walking up behind him along with Noria. Um, Sophie pulls Saleta away and runs her down the path. Noria basically tells Elon five, it sucks to suck. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then she says, 
PL Technologies has you on a leash, idling your life away in a toy garden. It's hard not to laugh. Um, and then he <sighs> hit, he hits back with a uh, a roast that means something to us as a viewer, but nothing, literally nothing, back to Noria, where he's like, he's essentially like, you have the eyes of a pitiful guy I knew who threw his life away and died alone. Which, if I was Nori in that moment, I'd be like, to. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's talking yeah. about Elon Four. Okay, because I was like, is he talking about Gwell or I or or the first one of or the last one of him? And I okay, I, I'm glad we're on the same page. That's what yep. I thought it was. But he's he's talking shit about he's like you're basically like Elon Four. And Noria has no idea what that means, of course. <laughs> just just speak, speaking of Cartman, you see, remember in season five when he had, uh, made that kid eat his parents in chili, and then for the rest yeah. of the season he kept muttering, <laughs> anyone who crossed him he was like, oh, I'm going to eat your parents. I, it's like, you remind me of somebody, I'll fucking send you to that face laser chamber. <laughs> Don't fucking stop out trying to goth me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they end up uh, ending the scene by uh, telling each other that they're annoying, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, at the dueling committee, uh, Cecilia announces that the Rumble Ring event is beginning. It's a battle royale event with a 30-minute time limit. It's a last man standing uh, thing. Um, and she also says, it's an exhibition, so you won't be dishonored if you lose, which is kind of a fun little thing to throw in there. Um, yeah. we, we get a quick cut to loud and Neil announcing that he's going to become the CEO of jet Turk corporation tomorrow. And this is his last on campus activity. So he's going to crush Saletta for disgracing his brother and all of jet Turk house is like, yeah, um, we kind of get, <laughs> where's Bob, where's Bob, where's Bob. Yeah. <laughs> we get a little compilation we get kind of a montage of everybody preparing for battle. We see that Elon 5 is going to be piloting the Fair Act for Earth House. Um, Soletta gets in the aerial and she's spec... Whoa, did I totally skip a scene? Yeah, oh, I totally skipped a scene. Rewind. Elon 5 and Noria part ways. The next scene is the training ground where Soletta and Sophie approach the stairs where Choo Choo punched that one girl in the face. That was fucking cool, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophie says... He was bothering you, wasn't he? That guy grosses me out. Uh, Sleta says that Elon isn't gross. My notes say she's wrong. Um, <laughs> Sophie yep. interrupts her and tells her that she's decided her stake in the duel. If Sophie wins, Saletta has to be her real older sister. And then Sleta tells her that she made a promise to Miarina to stay by her side and to never lose a duel. So she has no choice but to win. Sophie uh, says she understands that Miarina holds Saletta back. And then she goes, if I kill Miorina, can I once again see you like you were before? And I think she's referring to the battle at Planet Queso. Like, Sophie wants to see Soleta in full combat mode. And then this is when the announcement for the Rumble Ring beginning starts. I just just totally skipped a paragraph of my notes. But anyway, skipping back back forward, everyone's preparing for the Rumble Ring. We see in uh, the aerial uh, cockpit that uh, Saletta is speculating what uh, Sophie meant about killing Miorina, which I'm like, she it's wants to kill her dog. Shut. That's <laughs> yeah. not super hard to decipher, bud. I'm going to kill closed. your bride. What could she mean by that? 
<laughs> Can we just and say I also, that like this, this show involves people who have stalked other people into and taken their lives, who have manipulated people's futures, yet this little girl who keeps calling her big sister is somehow the creepiest character? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. She's real clingy, dog. So clingy. Yeah. Like in short um, bursts, she's the creepiest character in her in her way. Yeah. This is what we call a parasocial relationship. Oh yeah. Oh, it, oh if Soletta had a podcast, fucking <laughs> this little one would not stop leaving reviews. Yeah, right. If Soletta was a Twitch streamer, uh we mm-hmm. <laughs> Sophie would be in chat all the time. Uh okay. So, uh, Sleta then uh, perks up when she realizes that all she has to do is win, because if she wins, she saves Nika, and it's also going to give her an opportunity to talk to Sophie, <laughs> which is so Sleta. Um, so Sleta. Can't see so vampire duel- murder in front of her face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the dueling grounds, um, Sarius Zanelli is in attendance to witness. He's in a train car kind of stationed up in the air above the dueling area and he thinks to himself whoever thought i'd be delling's surrogate so we get the impression that normally delling would attend this event but he's going in his stead uh we see the uh compilation of mobile suits launching um and getting into the battlefield and uh this is just a gentle <laughs> reminder that all of the ms designs in this series are fucking phenomenal like oh, yeah. they all look so sick <laughs> First first note, they're all sick in their own different ways. Second note, did we know Choo Choo's last name was Pan Lunch? What a strange what? last name. <laughs> when they, when they say their that. names, is her na- she says Choo Chuateri Pan Lunch is her name. Whoa. Oh my god. Right? <laughs> Dude. I feel like I, mean, I feel like these names she's were... Choo Choo Guevara, but I feel like these names are like a weird mix of like Japanese like nicknames and short names and then mm-hmm. just jumbled other names like oh, made yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so uh, the mobile suits launch. Soleta notices that Sophie and Noria are not in attendance. The battle begins. Elon begins the duel by uh, our battle by protecting Soleta. And he's like, She's like, you don't have to do that. And he's like, ha, I'll protect you. Uh, how about some private time as a reward? So he's the Elon five is the Elador of this series. Um, yeah. He, <laughs> spoilers. Zero eight. MST. Elon is the closest we get to this being an anime from 1995. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, what if we replace the emo with a horn dog? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Replace the emo with a it's, sex pest. Wh- what I love is that because there's been five Elador, I mean, it's like, uh, not Elador, five Elons. It's like when Doctor Who regenerates. They can all have new awful personalities <laughs> as he gets the same face. He's reverse Doctor Whoing. He's reverse Doctor Whoing. <laughs> um, yeah, my notes just say this man must be stopped. And then also, yeah. uh, this is probably what Pete Davidson is like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. And I say that now. If I ever met Pete Davidson, I'd be like, hey, you're great, man. I love I love working here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By all accounts, he's a lovely person. Uh, so I, I won't say anything bad, but that is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so all the students, all the other students are taking are prioritizing taking down the Fair Act and the Ariel because they realize that um, 
they're the best. Uh, Choo Choo is also in attendance with her Demi trainer. She's about to snipe someone with her gun when she has a brief PTSD flashback to Planet Queso and she stops herself from shooting. She kind of has a breakdown. Uh, the Earth House students notice that something is up with her. Louder Neil and his Delanza chases Saleta. Um, he's chasing her across the battlefield when all of a sudden the ground of the arena bursts open and Sophie bursts through the ground and then crushes Louder Neil's Delanza. He, he, she crushes his head, like fully smashes his main camera with the she barrel crushed, of her gun. She didn't even fire one bullet. She crushed his head with the gun, but that is alpha shit. Not yeah. one bullet, just crush with a gun. Craziness. I Sophie's mo Sophie's Gundam Ur is such a badass design. I love oh, yeah. it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so she kicks ass. Um, and then uh, Saleta gets shot at from somewhere above, and she realizes that Noria has entered the field as well. Um, everyone, all the spectators, notice that the terrorists from Planet Queso are here. Uh, interesting note here. Um, how do you join the school and not have your mobile suits inspected by some authority figure upon arrival? Yeah, and I don't understand. But and if they're if they're noted as terrorists, did they not get like screened in the application process or fingerprinted or how do you get into this school if you've got a track record of like attacking a a, a ship factory essentially? They only know the mobile suits as terrorists. They don't know uh, Noria and Sophie. They don't know their faces. I see. I see. Okay. But um, still, still, you'd think the tight security would be tighter. Yeah. <laughs> Elsewhere, uh, we see Nika placing a call. She's like crouched in the corner somewhere of outside a building, and she's trying to place a call to the front management company, and she's trying to confess what happened and try to out the whole situation. Uh, but then a girl from Grassley House comes up behind her, takes her takes her phone, and says, "You can't act selfishly behind Shattuck's back." Which is, ooh. <laughs> um. Anyway, back in the dueling field, Sophie says, "Let's have our duel, big sis." And then Saletta realizes that Sophie pilots the Gundam that she fought at Planet Queso. Um. Sophie begins their little battle by firing her chain gun at the outer wall of the arena destroying a bunch of the panels and um her and in the dueling committee they notice that her beam outset uh, bleh, her beam output exceeds the normal limit um noria also shoots at uh choo choo and she was aiming for the cockpit which uh, of course pisses choo choo off uh roji in the dueling committee points out that the gundam ur and thorn don't have the quote campus regulation program installed so that the and so they're prepared for real combat so i guess in uh in the dueling in the duels there's sort of it's more laser tag but you can still chop everyone's arms off it's just... <laughs> yeah it's it's the most dangerous laser tag but it is laser tag and now we it are is playing laser tag not laser tag anymore yep <laughs> um so uh, Roji also speculates. He's like, why hasn't the front management company arrived? Uh, we get a real quick flick here to Shattuck uh, just watching the duel, comfy in his chair at uh, his Grassley house. Shot and of from course, the most wearing... evil angle. 
Yep. <laughs> just like he's hunched over the table, just like from an oblique angle in a shadow. I'm like, oh, we're not even trying to like, <laughs> we've just gone, yep, he's evil. He is evil, which is fine. Yep. He already proved it. But it's like now we're, the atmosphere of the show is is signaling it as well. So Yep. And uh, his nice clothes from last episode, gone. Chest everywhere. Back to chest. That's that's how you know he's that's how you know he's a real evil man. He's oh yeah. The shirt was a ploy. Uh, Cecilia announces uh, that the Rumble Ring has been canceled and everyone should evacuate. Uh, Noria, sh- after right after this, Noria shoots a student's mobile suit through the cockpit and kills him. Uh, and she says, "All you Spacians are gonna die." And of course, everyone is horrified. Uh, Aaliyah tells Soleta and Choo Choo to run. Sophie and Noria activate permit score three. Um, and then a bunch of mobile suits break through the floor of the arena. And Sophie says to Soleta, I brought some gun bits of my own. And they are called gunned vulvas. So they're like drone remote controlled Gundam suits. Yeah, to put this in Gundam Wing terms, these are the mobile dolls. But um, I think gun vulva is a... It's an unfortunate name because I think I know yeah. where both of our brains are going. Uh, and that's not a good place when you're trying to yeah. watch a robot fight. It's I'm not. trying to focus and all I can think about is that gun dussy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, when, when that uh, just random student with a mustache got shot, I was like, is that somebody? Nope, that's just, that's just a red shirt. That's just some guy. Some guy, there. yep. Yeah, which I prefer to introducing a random new guy, and it's like, yeah. oh, he's going to last five seconds. Like, they don't bother to give him an introduction. He's just a guy. <laughs> but I was yeah, like, I would... oh, no, that guy we just met is dead. Okay. I would kind of, I would, it would be, it would have been, I'm not going to say I would have liked this, but it would be cool if one of the Earth House students was killed in this battle, just for a little extra zhuzh to the yeah. story, you know. Do we but, just just side note? Do we think anyone here is going to die? Die that isn't a villain by the end of this? I I wouldn't put it past this show to actually kill somebody that we care about. Nika dies. I bet. I bet Nika probably. dies. Shattuck Nika is gonna die dies. because he needs to. Yeah. But Nika probably dies. Um, Mirian and Saleta are safe for sure. Um, it's yeah. probably Nika because Nika will probably have like a full face turn where she, you know, realizes what she's done and sacrifices mm-hmm. herself or something. Ooh, what if Lauda Neil kills Shattuck, but not in a mobile Ooh. suit battle, like in a pistol to the back of the head after a meeting type of way? <laughs> just, just like in The Godfather, just like a mafia yeah. murder. I'd be I sort of, that. I sort of uh, imagine him finding out that uh, Shattuck coordinated the whole attack at Planet Queso, which resulted Damn. in uh, his father being killed and Ghoul uh, killing his father. <laughs> I I don't want Choo Choo to die, but if she died in a blaze of glory, that would be pretty cool. It's like, well, she died as she lived, pissed off about something, just yeah, angry and flying a robot. Yep, I, it I would be it would be sick. Happen. I don't want sick. that to happen. Yeah. Anyway, the my note for the gunned vulvas is just holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're, they're cool. cool robots. It's just they have a very unfortunate name. Oh, yeah. Um, so the gun vulvas fire on everybody in the arena. The spectators watching the battle at the school start to run and evacuate. Elon notices that they are unmanned machines. 
Uh, up in the observation train, Sarius asks his bodyguard why they haven't evacuated, and his guard tells him it's because the train was damaged during the Gundam's attack when he's when Sophie starts shooting at the arena. He says another one is on the way. Uh, Soleta, Soleta is like, please stop this. Everyone is going to die. And then Sophie says, if you pilot a mobile suit, people will die. Didn't they teach you that at school? Um, Soleta flies outside of the school into space through one of the holes in the arena. Um, and Soleta goes, why use mobile suits so wickedly? And then Sophie says, because there are things that I want. And she says, meals big enough to fill my stomach, a fluffy bed to sleep on, warm showers, comic books, video games, and also a family who will always love me. Rough. Um, I will die in otaku. <laughs> Gamer Dude, for life. Crash. <laughs> I if okay, guys, listen. If there's a if there's a space war going on and you need me to pilot a Gundam, I will do it so that I can get back to reviewing anime <laughs> on a podcast. Yes. It will be worth it. It'll be totally worth it. Um, so back in the arena, uh, Felsi cries out for help. Uh, she says that Lauda Neal is going to die. Um, Choo Choo comes to protect them, but also says, go whine somewhere else, you damned Spacian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll save She's you, like, but I'll roast you at the same time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to protect you, but also get fucked. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't die, uh, but get fucked. And then, uh, who was? I think it's Noria says, change your permit score or, or you'll die next, Elon carries. And he goes, you must be kidding. I changed my face to stay alive. There's no way I'm dying in vain. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he knows what's at stake here. Um, he watched, I think he knew about what happened to Elon for. And uh, Noria says, if you're afraid to die, ditch your Gundam. At which point, a second train arrives to rescue Sarius Zanelli. Uh, two people step off, and they shoot Sarius's bodyguards. It's the Grassley girls, and they go, Forgive us, sir. We have to detain you. And they say uh, Shattuck is waiting for him. Uh, so basically, they're they're kidnapping him. And they're also so polite about it. She even like smiles and gives him a little peace sign at the end, which is sinister. Very. Um uh, Noria inside the arena tells um, tells uh, says the operation is over and she tells Sophie to get out, but her console shows that she's out of communication range. Elon wa- wonders why Noria backed off away from her and he sees Sarius being kidnapped. Uh, so he kind of sees what's going on here. The whole point was for them to kidnap him. Uh, Sophie does a typical a- evil anime villain speech at Soleta. Uh, that ends with, you must have things you want too. Is it that woman Miorina? Is that why you pilot that uh, tool of murder for her? And then Saleta says, Ariel is not a tool of murder. And then my notes say, of course, she says that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then Sophie goes, then why does Ariel have those weapons? <laughs> and she does surprise Pikachu face. Dude, that's literally my next note. Yep, surprise Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sophie says, who made it such a violent machine? Uh, Sleta says it was built by her mom. Uh, and then she goes, to to do what? And she's drawing up a blank because she's realizing Ariel is a weapon. Uh, Sophie's permit score is really hurting her at this point in the battle. She starts laughing maniacally in pain. Uh, Sophie's ready to finish the duel. 
At which point, Ariel does the uh, space magic data storm, and uh, the blue stuff comes out, and then she takes control of the Gundvolvas. Uh, Sophie charges at the Ariel and tells Noria to stay back. Um, Sophie says she feels the thrill from that day. Um, elsewhere, we see that Belmeria and Prospera are hanging out. Uh, Bell asks Prospera Ariel's true purpose. And uh, uh, Bell says, with its 11 gun bits, Ariel's been controlling space itself using the data storm. Yet Soleta is, all, is unaffected, almost as if someone else is controlling the gun bits. And then Prospera says, why don't you just say it? Uh, and I, I was like, I have, in, <gasps> I have in my notes, Bell, you look like you have information that could change the show forever. <laughs> yeah. Do you have something you want to say to make the fans go wild? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you and I were feeling the same thing. I was like, no, no, they're do. Oh, my God. They do. They actually did it. They actually, actually did it. It's fucking crazy. Um, and Bell says, you had another da- daughter. Where is Eric Samaya now? And she goes, she's there right at Soleta's side. So confirmed. Dude. Hashtag fucking... Ari is real. Hashtag Dude, I... justice for Ari. I could not believe it when this happened. I was like, they're calling it out. Episode two of the season. Like we're like the pivot is hard at this point where I think yeah. season one is kind of setting up the world, taking it easy, getting some characters established season two. This is things are going to go crazy. I'm so excited for next episode. And I was so refreshed that I, was, I just wanted to go like show. Thank you for not dragging this out until episode 27 or something. They just spit it the fuck out and it was yep. better for it because we've been waiting for it. We've been theorizing. They have been teasing us with little tricks that may have been red herrings and they just said it. Hey, remember how this girl isn't airy? What's up with that? You weird <laughs> mask wearing psycho. And we're just like, oh, oh, just the, just the breathlessness of all the nerds could have been bottled in used for energy it was so powerful top 10 anime twists amv (laughs) yeah 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 and and like we all crazy we all knew it was probably they 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 hit us at just the perfect point where it's like you and i i think it was our last episode or maybe the one before that we were like can you just fucking say we're exhausted with this is she a clone is she a brainwash is airy snap and they just as as if they knew we would get to that point, they're like, "Here you go," and we were like, Ugh. "Yep, yeah." It One was more, we probably would have been episode. like, "Fine, I guess." Like we, yep. were, they got us just before it became irritating. <laughs> like, yeah, it's wild. So I'm really glad they did it. <clears throat> Came at the perfect point and done very cleanly. Where now we can get rid of all the fucking clone theories and shit. We can, mm-hmm. but we can reflect on the prologue. And I think what happened was when. When Ari connected to the Lifrith, that's when her mother realized what had to happen. Is she's like, oh, th- something about this child can get past all of the barriers in the system to like the maximum yeah. level. And so, what I think is is good about the way they uh, unfurled the actual answer that we got 
is there's still more questions. Did Ari die and then end up in the uh, thing? Was this a purposeful thing? Did Prospera take her child's brain and put it like, there's so many more questions of like, okay, well, what does that mean then that it's still satisfying yeah. to continue on? It doesn't just go, okay, well, you blew the punchline in episode two. Well, why would we do it? It's like, no, tell me like the ep- next episode's called father and child. I'm like, oh, are we getting a backstory that's going to explain all this? Yes, please. I've wanted that for so long. <laughs> Dude, I I wonder. I wonder what how Aerie is integrated into Ariel. I wonder if there's like a tank somewhere behind the cockpit where she's just like floating in a goo or if oh. it's like a brain thing or I don't know. It's all going to be sad. <laughs> I think mom my, my it's definitely going to be sad. I my theory is there was an accident and they saved Aerie's like brain waves, so it essentially downloaded her personality. Mm. I don't. I wouldn't put money on that, but that's what I. If I had to guess, that's what I would say. I don't think it's like supernaturally her soul. I think it's it's her specs. Yeah, interesting. Huh. There's a lot here. Anyway, um, <laughs> back out in space, um, Sophie throws up in her helmet. Saleta mm-hmm. begs Ariel to stop. Um, and then Sophie looks up and sees baby Ari floating in space um, in place of Ariel. Uh, the Lifrith Ur shuts down, uh, presumably by Ariel's control or by Sophie kicking the bucket. Uh, Prospera says, beyond the data storm, she's there waiting for us. Uh, Belmeria is horrified. She says, you turned a human into a mobile suit. And Prospera says, she gained a new body. Be glad for her. Aerie is the future of Gund we've been f- searching for. At which point, uh, Prospera fills in Belmiria about Quiet Zero. Belmiria asks her her true intentions. Prospera smiles and said, uh, you wouldn't need a permit score. Oh, so Belmiria asks her true intentions and just Prospera just smiles. Then Belmeria says, you wouldn't need a permit score that high to execute the president's plan. And then Prospera says, I want to rewrite the world. Um, for what purpose? And she says, so Ari can be happy. So Quiet Zero does not need the amount of power that Ariel can output. So Delling... Delling has a plan that's go up to this level of control and fix things with quiet zero up to this level prospera is feeding into it and he thinks they're on the same page but her whole plan is to way overshoot where this quiet zero thing is heading using ariel's like unlimited power basically yeah and lest we forget her mission in life is to get revenge on delling for killing her husband so she's been just um little fingering up beside him, I'm sure telling him everything he wants to hear, and she's going to use this to, to wreak some havoc. And this is this was the moment where I was like, particularly with the airy reveal and just how she talks about it, I was like, oh yeah, we, we nailed the villain right away. We got a little distracted with Shattuck. He's, but what, what okay, and I was and I just amazed by the fact that like last episode, we were like, you know, like the mom, like I think even, I think it was even me, I was like, you know, the mom has done, like, some gross, like, manipulative stuff, but Shattuck's taken lives, and now I'm like, Shattuck cannot hold a candle to this fucking sociopath who, if she yep. ain't killed people, she's she gonna. Like, she's <laughs> capable of it. Yeah, dude. 
this shit is it's crazy i'm just like watching the show for like so many months and just speculating about what's going and finally having yeah. an answer it feels like it took the biggest poop of my life and i'm excited <laughs> i feel I'm clean and for what's cleansed. To come. yeah <laughs> yeah um and so what do you um, what do you think it means when sorry but what do, you, what do you think it means when she says so airy can be happy I don't know yet. I think a, that's the I've path we're going to go down. I think I think there's going to be a point where we realize that like Ariel is like of course its own person and has its own goals and wants and desires. And uh I think we'll get to a point where Ariel and Soleta have a internal st- standoff about the yeah. quiet zero thing. And I think there'll be something where whatever Prospero wants to do with quiet zero Soleta is going to realize how fucked up it is and Soleta is going to have to convince Ariel to not go along with it and live in a world with warfare and sadness rather than whatever other worse thing her mom wants to do which we don't know yet. I think that's probably true. I think it's <clears throat> I think so Ari can be happy is whatever took her out of her human body. I think uh, assuming this retained her personality, or it could just be the mother projecting because of her revenge plot and whatnot. But it's like, so that something like that will never happen again. So that will, which we've extrapolated out to war bad and all that sorts of stuff. But I do think you're right. I think it's um, going to be some kind of an internal kind of spirit mind battle between her and Saleta, and that'll be really cool. And I, I wouldn't put money on this, but I just have a little inkling in my heart that that. Those prosthetic legs and arms they've been building. Maybe that'll be a new body for Aerie when Ariel needs to be done away with because war bad. Don't quote Whoa. me on it, but that would be that would be interesting. I mean, they got the legs, so have they been slowly building her a new body, perhaps? That's that would be a very interesting idea. Like giving yeah. a- Aerie a new body, but it's not a mobile suit, it's like a human android. Whoa. Dude, yeah, that's gonna go crazy. <laughs> that's why you need me, dude. It's a goat. It's a bionic goat. Uh, <laughs> they've they've cybernetically removed the smell. Yeah. <laughs> um. So out in space, uh, Saleta ejects from Ariel and floats over to the disabled Lifrith Ur. Uh, she opens the hatch to the cockpit. Sophie is dead inside. Uh, Noria flies up to them and says, it's nothing to fret about. Sophie died before you could kill her. I, too, will one day be killed by the Gundam's curse. And yet you weren't killed by it. What the hell are you? It was interesting. Uh, back- you know, we've talked about this forever of, like, the curse of the Gundam and it wounds the pie. This is the first person we've seen where it's like, oh, this is what happens. The permit yeah. score fries you and you throw up in your helmet and you die. It's like, this is... So they finally kind of paid off what that looks like because it happened mm-hmm. to her. And so yeah. that was that was kind of we got a lot of payoffs in this episode. In a, a lot way of payoffs. Probably probably makes me like it so much as I'm just like, oh good, I don't have to think about what does that look like anymore. <laughs> now I <Yeah>. know. <laughs> um back at the Earth House, um the front management company arrives. They board the ship and they're looking for Nika, who's going to be arrested as a terrorist. And the Earth House students are all going to be t- detained as well. Out in space, Saleta is struggling with what, with what Sophie said about Ariel being a weapon. 
but then Ariel tells her that she protected Nika, Mirina, and the school. And then uh, Saleta is happy again, and she goes, move forward, gain two. Just like Mom says. And that's the episode. That do we think that Saleta's been brainwashed, or is she just really, really, for lack of a better term, gullible? Because there's been obviously there's there's internet theories of like is that a mantra that like wipes her brain or makes her do things or is she just really really love her mom and and is good at rationalizing? I think she's a little brainwashed. I think probably. I think too. it's like, I think it's like a love brainwash. Yeah, because it's a because it's a lot at this point. Like and and we see and again this could just be the fact of what her personality is like, but like. It seems like she's really good at rationalizing on a dime. She'll just be like, oh, no. Oh, no. Eh. And I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I, the show is better written than just she would be that dumb and naive. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably something. Um, and I I feel like they've said move forward, gain two. Also, now in light of knowing there are two daughters, that, that kind of gives that a new meaning. Um, they've Ooh. said it so often. That it's starting to feel less like this is the moral of the show and more like, okay, these words mean something because they're popping up yeah. a lot. So I'm starting to think, I'm starting to warm up to the idea that she has been literally uh, mentally affected by something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see. I'm excited to see it. Part of me thinks also that like if Saleta was raised near Mercury, she's probably just so, so naive. And is just like clinging to what she has, you know. She's just been inhaling think, whatever chemicals are coming off that lava ground, and yeah, <laughs> she was never quite the same. Part of me thinks it's like maybe, maybe her big development for this whole show will be learning that what her mother has been up to, and like coming to terms with it in like a yeah. truthful way. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, we got some fan mail or sorry, listener mail. I should stop saying that. Um, <laughs> we have listener mail, uh, guys, if you want to adore us in... too hard at once, everyone. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you got some listener mail, uh, write in at watch mercury at gmail.com. Keep it to a reasonable length and we will read it on the air. Also w- patreon.com slash watch mercury. Okay. So this one's from our, uh, friend Fergal. Um, the subject line is okay. I promise the next one will be shorter. And then I am not reading any of this because it's very long and it's about the dubs. It'll be posted in our Patreon comments. I've asked him to post it there, but he did say something in the, in one of a separate email, which is, uh, another fun dub fact is that when I saw Saleta's English voice actress at Akumacon, she told me they cast someone else as Ari in the prologue, because the ADR director believed the theory. He sure must be feeling pretty pleased. <laughs> Called it one. Congrats to that guy. Excellent work. <laughs> Good on um, Our next piece of listener mail is from our friend Mike. Um, this one is very specific to me. But the title is, Is Shattuck a Theodore Carita? Um so this is this is Battletech stuff. Okay. So what you need okay, to know about Theodore Kurita. So Theodore Kurita and his father Takashi Kurita were the coordinators or like the people in charge of the Draconis Combine, which in a nutshell is space uh J- space samurai Japan. 
Okay. okay. So it's like it, it it's like all Bushido code type stuff. Takashi mm. is his father, very strict Bushido code, very traditional, very conservative in the ways. Theodore eventually becomes the new coordinator and kind of does a lot of reforming to make sure the traditions aren't so strict that it's hurting the people. That's it in a nutshell. So I'm going to read this email now. Hell of an episode, right? I think this is the first episode where I wish I had waited for the dub because I'm not sure the explanation for the data storms is translated correctly for the sub release. I find myself unsure whether data storms, quote, affecting space just means the area around a mobile suit or the space-time continuum. Normally, I'd say the former, but Gundam has recently pumped up new types into reality-altering power levels, so I can't rule out the latter. Yeah, this is definitely like when you get to Gundam or Gundam Unicorn, the new type powers are insane. Um, So the visuals on Ariel's blue bubble override mode don't really help either. That said, if Prospero just wants to make the entire solar system an augmented reality playground for Airy, that's not too awful of a plan. I was pretty surprised that to see that uh, enhanced person number five is actually a decent pilot, since he didn't need to up his permit score to beat a gun Volva. Those are a great callback to Gundam X, which also had gun- autonomous Gundam knockoffs remotely controlled by pilots with special powers. But what really got to me was how casually he dropped the latest PL lady bit of douchebaggery, having all the poten- the potential enhanced persons hang out together and hear about how their predecessors get killed. <laughs> yeah, there was a second where I'm like, does does number five sit in, in the behind some glass and watch number four go happy birthday to me? Yeah. Like, do they make you watch as a as a warning? Oh, totally. Uh, he says that's a kind of casual slash lazy evil that just tells you everything about those ladies and explains why Elon Actual is such a turd. Mm-hmm. Since Maxim is a Battletech guy, he might appreciate this bit. Shattuck goes to weird lengths to kidnap his adopted dad instead of just having Sophie and Noria killed him. This reminds me of Theodore Kurita from Battletech, who has a whole novel where he and his dad, Takashi, are, uh, hate each other's uh, guts. Over time, Theodore usurps a lot of Takashi's power in the name of protecting their nation, but refuses to kill Takashi or allow his subordinates to do it because that's one of the few moral lines he refuses to cross. So Takashi gets to live as a figurehead while Theodore really is in charge, while Theodore is really in charge, which seems like the way things might go for Sarius and Shattuck, at least for a while, Mike. Yeah, yeah I could right. totally, totally see that. I could totally see Shattuck kidnapping Sarius and being like, all right, you're going to call the shots or I'm going to blow your brains out. <laughs> yeah. Just the rest of the Banneter group was like, why is Sarius and Ellie showing so much chest today? Because someone's pulling the strings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I think there's there's definitely going to be some uh, holding daddy hostage type action here. And yeah, um, they're frankly, most of the dads here deserve to get held hostage for a minute just to check their egos. Yeah. <laughs> and as I mentioned last episode, um, once again, another child uh, is taking daddy's place. You know, we have we have Mia Arena taking over for Delling, or at least temporarily. We don't even know if that's happening yet. We have uh, Loud and Neil stepping up for Vim Jeturk, And now we have Sarius being captured by Shattuck. So a yeah, big overall. The lesson, lesson of uh, which for Mercury seems to be sunrise, sunset. 
Yep. <laughs> In its way. Uh, the the lesson from Witch for Mercury is um, don't have kids uh, because one day they'll <laughs> kill you in space or kidnap you or... We'll find out what happens to Prospera. <laughs> well, which for Mercury? Is there a difference between a baby and a usurper? Only time will tell. <laughs> and Mike, thanks again for writing in. I will say that uh, upon reading this email, I'm not a huge Battletech lore guy. I read the short stories mainly because uh, they're just quick. But your email inspired me to read Heir to the Dragon. So I've been clicking through that on my Kindle. And uh, I literally, I literally play Draconis Combine as my main force. So I have a bunch of sort of light units painted up, and I just don't read any of the lore. So this actually fits perfectly. Anyway, uh, enough BattleTech talk for the Gundam podcast. Uh, I try not to cross contaminate too much. <laughs> if you guys want me to do a BattleTech podcast, you can ask me nicely, and then I will do it in uh, behind a Patreon paywall or something. I'm too busy for other projects. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, uh, watchformercury at gmail.com. Write in with what you got and patreon.com slash watchformercury. Get some bonus episodes and support your favorite witch watchers. Um, <laughs> I promise Alex, we're not we're clones be- of our earlier brothers. <laughs> at least we don't think we are. Are we? I hope not. I don't even know. Yeah, I had an older brother, and now he's a podcast microphone. <laughs> the soul oh, God. Of my old... Is that where these came from? Oh, God. <laughs> no the wonder we're so my... good at podcasting. My older brother is uh, Adobe Audition. Um... <laughs> my brother, Riverside Facella. We haven't seen him in years. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. All right, Alex. Where can people find you? <laughs> People can find me at A-F-O-S-S-E-L-L-A on Twitter or at Alex Fasella on Instagram and TikTok. And please leave Watch for Mercury five stars and a nice review with actual words in it. It helps drive engagement and we'd appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah, guys, go check him. Go follow him. Go leave us a review. Write us in at watchformercurygmail.com, patreon.com slash watchformercury. And follow me, Asparaguts, on Instagram. If you DM me, I will show you my Battletech miniatures. <laughs> but follow my I'll show projects you my there. Gund Volva. I'll show you my Gund Volva. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. That's it for this week, and we will talk to you soon. May your shield be a thousand what-the-fuck twists and guns. May your shield be a thousand Gund Volvas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>